Good morning, Jennifer Stone reporting for the King's Cross Sting. I've been doing a bit of research on Juanita Nelson and I thought I'd bring you up to date on that. And some of the history, because we go back to 1860 to do with this hooked X map, the subdivision of um, where the particular brothel is and the building that linked to the Russell name. So 1860, we had the mayor of the city of Sydney, uh, is Alderman James Murphy. So it wasn't a Russell. But we've got to start to wonder how far back and where is the corruption? We know that when Juanita Nelson went missing, we know she had exposed the corruption. And this gang was terrified. So when Needham Nelson went missing on the 4th of July, 1975. Now, the person who was the mayor was Alderman Nicholas Sheady. He had an OBE for Australia. We start to wonder, you know, um, the Lord Mayor in 1991 was Frank Sartor. And Frank Sartor I had known about because he actually had visited our farm up at Town, the family farm, and it, he was the person who had to get the approval of for the subdivision, which was a coincidence. You know, when I linked into the brothel getting approval, it was through Lucy Turnbull, which is Malcolm Turnbull's wife, who Malcolm Turnbull was the Prime Minister of Australia, just for coincidences. So we just had to do that, just bring up everyone, because I haven't actually touched into who was the mayor back in 1975. And then, you know, what are we going to be looking for as for the links to the Russell name? Well, we know Anita Nelson was murdered, though a missing person is not classified as a murder until after the coroner's inquest. And we go back through some of the research that I've been reading of late. We can go back to Dr. Alfred McCoy, described the scene in his book, Drug Traffickers and Narcotics and Organised Crime. No city in the world could rival Sydney's tolerance for organised crime. During the 11 years from 1965 to 76, with the Liberal Country Party in power, the state endured a period of political and police corruption unparalleled in modern history. Now, remember, in 1975, we had the Labor Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam, was overthrown. And I allege that links in to Juanita's disappearance because this gang does not want to be unravelled. King's Cross was especially 
especially known for the notorious corruption within the gangsters, the developers and the politicians. And that was exactly what Juanita was pulling apart. When the residents of Victoria Street organised to defend their homes, Juanita Nelson used her newspaper now to protect the Victoria Street developments. Two years prior to Juanita's murder, Arthur King, secretary of the Victoria Street Residents Action Group, was kidnapped. Now, the night before Juanita Nelson went missing, she went to a Victoria Residents Action Group the night before. That was the Thursday night. And it was the Friday she was going to the Carousel Club. You know, we start to wonder all these little links and innuendos and what the whispers were happening. Juanita quit her job at Mark Foy's, which was the family business, in 1968 in order to lead resistance to a plan cooked up by senior Foy members to sell the department store. She moved a no-confidence motion against the board when it failed, when Nita left the family business. Now, the, the um, Downing Centre, which is where the court of law is, the courts and the judges, and where I've asked numerous times for the police search warrant for Juanita, even bringing up the link that we're in a building by her family. And still we are waiting. You know, like, if I'm right, think about the little boy, William Terrell, and how the police blind eye has allowed this to happen. And when should we have action on private citizens' um, research on bringing apart organised crime? When should the law interact and say, hey, enough is enough, we need this police search warrant? And that's where we're at. When the police actually do do this, it will be the biggest police investigation into the corruption and how a little brothel could hold the information. Juanita Nelson wrote, Green bands made people more important. Before she disappeared, two Conservative Sydney councillors warned Juanita that she was treading on a lot of important toes. Who were those councillors, I wonder? Some say the councillors had property in the area and were affected. She was regularly receiving threatening phone calls at home. They were so serious that Juanita and her business partner, David Farrell, decided that she would keep him informed of her movements. But we wonder. The assessments of the threats were accurate. And that's right. That's what had been a problem with me, the threats. You know, when to take them seriously. You go to the police. In the very beginning, I didn't, I thought it was just a bit of King's Cross. Just a moment. Good morning. Jennifer Stone reporting for the King's Cross Sting. I've been doing a bit of research on Juanita Nelson and I thought I'd bring you 
up to date on that. And some of the history, because we go back to 1860 to do with this hooked X map, the subdivision of um, where the particular brothel is and the building that linked to the Russell name. So 1860, we had the mayor of the city of Sydney, uh, is Alderman James Murphy. So it wasn't a Russell. But we've got to start to wonder how far back and where is the corruption. We know that when Juanita Nelson went missing, we know she had exposed the corruption and this gang was terrified. So Juanita Nelson went missing on the 4th of July 1975. Now, the person who was the mayor was Alderman Nicholas Sheady. He had an OBE for Australia. We start to wonder, you know, um, the Lord Mayor in 1991 was Frank Sartor. And Frank Sartor I had known about because he actually had visited our farm up at Town, the family farm, and it, he was the person who had to get the approval of for the subdivision, which was a coincidence. You know, when I linked into the brothel getting approval, it was through Lucy Turnbull which is Malcolm Turnbull's wife, who Malcolm Turnbull was the Prime Minister of Australia, just for coincidences. So we just had to do that, just bring up everyone, because I hadn't actually touched into who was the mayor back in 1975. And then, you know, what are we going to be looking for as for the links to the Russell name. Well, we know Anita Nelson was murdered, though a missing person is not classified as a murder until after the coroner's inquest. And we go back through some of the research that I've been reading of late. We can go back to Dr. Alfred McCoy, described the scene in his book, Drug Traffickers and Narcotics and Organised Crime. No city in the world could rival Sydney's tolerance for organised crime. During the 11 years from 1965 to 76, with the Liberal Country Party in power, the state endured a period a political and police corruption unparalleled in modern history. Now, remember, in 1975, we had the Labor Prime Minister, Gough Whitlam, was overthrown. And I allege that links in to Juanita's disappearance because this gang does not want to be unravelled. King's Cross was especially, especially known for the notorious corruption 
within the gangsters, the developers and the politicians. And that was exactly what Juanita was pulling apart. When the residents of Victoria Street organised to defend their homes, Juanita Nelson used her newspaper now to protect the Victoria Street developments. Two years prior to Juanita's murder, Arthur King, secretary of the Victoria Street Residents Action Group, was kidnapped. Now, the night before Juanita Nelson went missing, she went to a Victoria Residents Action Group the night before. That was the Thursday night. And it was the Friday she was going to the Carousel Club. You know, we start to wonder all these little links and induendos and what the whispers were happening. Juanita quit her job at Mark Foy's, which was the family business, in 1968 in order to lead resistance to a plan cooked up by senior Foy members to sell the department store. She moved a no-confidence motion against the board when it failed when Nita left the family business. Now, the, the um, Downing Centre, which is where the court of law is, the courts and the judges, and where I've asked numerous times for the police search warrant for Juanita, even bringing up the link that we're in a building by her family. And still we are waiting. You know, like, if I'm right, think about the little boy, William Terrell, and how the police blind eye has allowed this to happen. And when should we have action on private citizens' um, research on bringing apart organised crime? When should the law interact and say, hey, enough is enough, we need this police search warrant? And that's where we're at. And the police actually do do this. It will be the biggest police investigation into the corruption and how a little brothel could hold the information. Winita Nelson wrote, Green bands made people more important. Before she disappeared, two Conservative Sydney councillors warned Winita that she was treading on a lot of important toes. Who were those councillors, I wonder? Some say the councillors had property in the area and were affected. She was regularly receiving threatening phone calls at home. They were so serious that Juanita and her business partner, David Farrell, decided that she would keep him informed of her movements. But we wonder. The assessments of the threats were accurate. And that's right. That's what had been a problem with me, the threats. You know, when to take them seriously. You go to the police. In the very beginning, I didn't, I thought it was just a bit of King's Cross. Just a moment. That's interesting. Frank Thiemann. By early 1974, the union bans on demolition cost developer Frank Thiemann 
16,800 a week in interest payments alone. In today's money, that would be 140,000. Just a year previous, in 1973, the New South Wales Liberal State Government sat Sydney's Labor dominated city council. Now that is interest because of the Labor development for Gulf Whitlam that happened the same year as the murder of Juanita Nelson. Thiemann's company, and they allege Thiemann's company was never, you know, um, was involved, but many of the thugs were never investigated. That's interesting. Frank Thiemann, by early 1974, the union bans on demolition cost developer Frank Thiemann 16800 a week in interest payments alone. In today's money, that would be 140000 Just a year previous, in 1973, the New South Wales Liberal State Government sat Sydney's Labor dominated city council. Now that is interest because of the Labor development for Gulf Whitlam that happened the same year as the murder of Juanita Nelson. Thiemann's company, and they allege Thiemann's company was never, you know, um, was involved, but many of the thugs were never investigated. That's interesting. Frank Thiemann, by early 1974, the union bans on demolition cost developer Frank Thiemann 16800 a week in interest payments alone. In today's money, that would be 140000 Just a year previous, in 1973, the New South Wales Liberal State Government sat Sydney's Labor dominated city council. Now that is interest because of the Labor development for Gulf Whitlam that happened the same year as the murder of Juanita Nelson. Thiemann's company, and they allege Thiemann's company was never, you know, um, was involved, but many of the thugs were never investigated. That's interesting. Frank Thiemann, by early 1974, the union bans on demolition cost developer Frank Thiemann 16800 a week in interest payments alone. In today's money, that would be 140000 Just a year previous, in 1973, the New South Wales Liberal State Government sat Sydney's Labor dominated city council. Now that is interest because of the Labor development for Gulf Whitlam that happened the same year as the murder of Juanita Nelson. Thiemann's company, and they allege Thiemann's company was never, you know, um, was involved, but many of the thugs were never investigated.